Church, good day to you on this Tuesday, June 30th, 2020. This, this day carries with it an interesting weight. In one sense, this is a few days before we come to a close of our daily podcast series and look forward as we enter into a season of of relaunching as a community, gathering back together physically, although um, in different rhythms for a little while. But the the weight that I feel specifically, and, and I think the weight that is appropriate for us to feel on this day, is our failure in charity. And that might seem like an odd line to lay out there as this is a podcast meant to stir our affections for Jesus and align our hearts to his words and ways. But the first thing that, that, is, that is evident in this statement, the failure of charity, is just the stark, naked hatred inside of, of ourselves. And how we tend to justify the malice we have within us on moral or religious grounds. And now I I recognize that that statement was quite heavy. And um, and let let me just um, say this. We're in a bitter moment in history. I don't know if you've noticed, but there is like venom on people's lips that you never expected it to be. There's anger and condemnation and dissension and divisiveness. It seems like reasonable discussions have gone out the window, whether they be political, doctrinal, moral. There's a vilification of of our friends and neighbors and family. And church, this is not the way of Jesus. And yet... It comes from within the people of Jesus. And yet our protest in this present moment is for truth and decency and justice and and our God and family and right, not just thinking, but right action for, for Jesus himself. And so in one sense, the anger is justified when we see injustice. The anger is justified when we see the disintegration of the family of God across racial and ethnic lines. It is justified, but not according to our standards. And so what might we do in the face of this? What might, where might we go? Well, in all of these moments, there is a place and rather a person to go to. So it is most appropriate for us to look at Jesus and see where he directed his energy, namely toward unity. I mean, Jesus, Jesus would say things so intensely against hatred, this divisive energy that's in ourselves and the world around us that we would hear his, like the pinnacle of his teaching in the Sermon on the Mountain, the book of the gospel according to Matthew, he would say, if you have anything against your brother, you're about to like offer up a gift to God, leave it there and go be reconciled. (laughs) What if Jesus was serious about that? 
what if he was serious that reconciliation was the way forward for us? So I don't have a, a contemplative word here or a, a written prayer or a maybe a salve for our aching wounds of injustice. I have more of a call to action. Something that pushes up against factionalism and tribalism and racism and economic self-interest and historical indifference and historical privilege. and It pushes up against all of these things. And it's the charity of the gospel. See, the late Michael Buckley, and not the Michael Buckley who, um, not the Buckley from, <laughs> that we would know, but the late Michael Buckley, uh, looking at uh, this polarization in the church, suggests that nothing justifies the bitterness that we carry. He has this little quote, he says, the, the sad fact stands, however, that it is frequently no great trick to get religious men and women to turn to one another in some terrible form of condemnation. Wars, even personal wars, are terrible realities. And the most horrible of these are often self-righteously religious. For deceived or split off under the guise of good, under the rubrics of orthodoxy or liberality of community or of personal freedom, even of holiness itself, factions of men and women can slowly disintegrate into pettiness or cynicism or hostility or bitterness. In this way, the Christian church becomes divided. So the call of gospel charity is not what you may think of as charity in terms of your generous acts at year's end. It's the charity of your speech. So the call this Tuesday is for us to attend to, to be careful about the language we use, the tones we take, the posts we post, the likes and retweets and all of these things. Because divisiveness is sowing into the flesh, as Paul would say. Sowing into death. And yet, the way of unity, the way of Jesus, the way of the Spirit, is love and joy and peace. And yet, love in the economy of God is one that turns itself upside down. It's where we give ourselves away. Like Jesus, we despise the shame of the cross. We, we don't, like we don't turn aside even in the face of it. There's never an excuse for lack of fundamental charity in the way of Jesus. And so here's what I would invite us to church. I would invite us to repent. See, there's this scene where a, a prophet that you would know the name of is, finds himself in this moment of being before the throne of God. And he says, my people, myself, we are unclean. My people, myself, 
he has a vision for his community, himself within it, but it's not just an individual reality for him. It's a corporate reality. And that's what God is building in Christ. He's building for himself a corporate people to represent his love in the world. So this is a call for us, church, to repent and to move toward one another with charity on our lips. I don't know if you heard this when you were a kid. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. That's actually a good bit of wisdom right now, but it's not enough because we need to be able to give vent to that frustration. God can take it. Yesterday, we, we laid in front of ourselves all of the attributes of God. If God can bear the weight of our sin, he can bear our frustration, turn it to him. He can handle it. Don't misdirect Don't redirect. Don't reframe in such a way that you make this a human evil. This is a spiritual evil manifesting in human realities, but attending to the human realities alone will not bring the peace and the contentedness that we desire. That, that is found along the pathways of repentance where we turn from our malice and we turn with the hand of kindness on our back, the hand of Jesus. So let us be a church. Let us be a people who are willing to turn and believe the good news so that we, so that we might not taste the bitter taste of bitterness on our lips any longer. There's no condemnation in these words, but if conviction rises up in your heart as you hear this, please, please do not ignore it. Turn to God. His arms are wide open to receive us. And if you don't have the words, let these next few words be for you a pathway to turn. Father, I come, I confess. I confess on behalf of our church, of our city, of our state, of our nation, of all of these injustices that the church has turned a blind eye to. Because it doesn't touch our immediate sphere of influence, we ignore it when it finds its way to a news cycle or it comes and, and passes us by. Let us turn aside to the things that break your heart, Lord. Let our hearts be stirred with affection toward you. Let us hear the cries of the innocent as you hear them, Lord, knowing that we were pardoned because the innocent one bore our iniquity. So we just turn to you, God, and we ask that you build our faith.